Fire is a beast. The Prophet ﷺ explained that it will come on the Day of Judgment with 70,000 ropes on it. Brothers and sisters, it's about 8.30 a.m. in Dubai right now and I'm extremely, extremely tired. After praying Fajr, I just wanted to go to sleep. But then I remembered that we had a Ferrari 488 to have on the show and now we're here. This Ferrari 488 is the model that replaces the 458. It's got a bit more power, it's a bit of a better car, it's a bit newer. Let's get into the car, talk a bit about the episode. Now this 488 isn't just any 488. If you have a look over here, this is the 488 Spider. Now what that means is, give it a second, it's a convertible. This car, oops. This car is, oops. Sorry, sorry. I didn't realise when you do the roof, the windows also go up. <laughs> no, no, can you keep, keep rolling, keep rolling. Let's keep it natural, this is right up. So, oh, now the AC's on as well, full blast, sorry. Guys, it's all going wrong. As you can see, we're not very uh, professional out here, but you know what it is? The show goes on. This car has a 3.9 litre engine, it's rear wheel drive, and I would say of the high powered cars we've driven so far, by far this is the naughtiest. The McLaren had more power, but it was a lot more controlled, a lot more stable because of all the electronics that they got going on. Um, whereas this car, it you know the back end slides out even more so than the Audi R8 when it was in performance mode because of all that power, 660 brake horsepower, all going to the rear wheels. It's a matting. Alhamdulillah, thankfully you can't even turn on traction control. This car, I'm actually grateful. Uh, they've actually jammed the uh, the mold knob on race. I mean, it's better than sport and wet and it's not as dangerous as traction control off or electric, electronic stability control off. So there's still somewhat some level of safety. So let me just show you guys what this car can do right now in the intro. Let's keep it natural, spontaneous, put it into gear, indicate. Look, the indicators are on the steering wheel. Oops, sorry. Indicators are on the steering wheel. We put the seatbelt on. Bismillah. We indicate, take off the brake, put it into gear one by pressing this lovely cotton, oh, sorry, one more thing. What I really like about this is when you turn the wheel, the shift pedals stay where they are, just like the Lambo, just like the McLaren. So you don't have to, you know, be trying to do this like you have to do in some cars in order to turn. So, see you guys later. The reason why sleep was even created by Allah in the first place. So if you live for 60 years, 
my bro, you slept for 20 years. Yeah. He descends to the lowest heaven in the way that befits his majesty, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he says, Who is calling me so that I may respond? Who is asking me so I may give? Who is seeking forgiveness so I may forgive? Because there are some people who forsake their sleep for the one that they love, but it's not Allah, it's their girl. Oh, They're sitting on the phone talking madness and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has descended to the lowest heaven in the way of his majesty. He said you'd rather be on the phone to your girl or the girl rather be on the phone to his man. He's gonna dump him anyway. You know what I'm saying? Every minute that you're sleeping is written for you as reward. You'll be able to do those three hours of sleep what a man can't do with six hours of sleep. They don't surrender and let sleep. They don't surrender and say hey okay, I'm gonna go sleep now. Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah Amma ba'ad, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Brothers and sisters, in today's episode of Ride Out, we are in the Ferrari 488 Spider That's right, a convertible version And it's actually approximately 9 o'clock, just before 9am in Dubai We've had a really early start this morning To try and get as many episodes in as possible and um, right now I am actually extremely, extremely tired yeah? and all I want to do is sleep even though Alhamdulillah went this is an amazing car and me personally as I've mentioned previously many many times I love cars uh, I'm shattered right now so I thought let's base today's discussion on the issue of sleep um, and you know what is the right balance as a Muslim that one should have towards sleep so first of all what's the purpose of sleep what, what, what's the reason why sleep was even created by Allah SWT in the first place? Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Sleep is a blessing, Akhi. It's a blessing from the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, and it's there to replenish the body. You know, if we didn't have sleep, how do we function? How do we recharge? You know, when your, when your, when your phone uh, is used a lot, the battery wears out. Yeah. And eventually, when the battery wears out, what happens to the phone? It dies. So without sleep, we would, we would die. Yeah. A person is deprived of sleep for long enough, they will die. Mm. And even when the, the battery of the phone is not dead, when it starts to get low, yeah. you know, just before it dies, the phone starts to slow down a bit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So sleep is a blessing. It definitely has its benefits. Without it, we would die. Uh, but the same way, uh, um, you know, the battery, you don't charge it more than it needs to be charged. You know, mm. some batteries, if you charge them more than they need to be charged, what does it do to the battery? It shortens the lifespan. It shortens the lifespan, it damages it. Now, sleep is like that. If you sleep too much, if you overcharge your body, it can have negative effects on you. Mm. It can have negative effects on your body, it can have negative effects on your mind, mm. and it can have negative effects on your spirituality, on your heart, and your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why the religion talks about sleep. It talks about sleep. We must have balance in our sleep. And men, you want to be a man, you want to control your life, you know what I'm saying? You're, you're a big man, you want to do out of God and do your thing. Bro, don't let, don't, 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 don't be, don't, don't be a, a slave to your sleep, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Don't let sleep govern your life. Mm. You need to govern sleep. sleep. Sleep is something that you do, like imagine, like you put your, do you put your phone on the charger all the time? Mm. Imagine having to always walk around with your phone connected to a charger mm. or to a, uh, a battery pack like how how awkward and uncomfortable would that be yeah i'm saying no you charge what you need and once you've got what you need you keep it stepping and you don't you don't you don't just keep it plugged in for the sake of it let me just overcharge for the sake of, you know what i'm saying no so same way when you're sleeping now you take what you need and once you're charged you go out there and keep it stepping you do what you need to do you know what i'm saying but we like to overcharge our bodies with sleep and we have detrimental effects because of it so if you're a big man bro you need to, you need to, you need to pattern your sleep don't let sleep pattern you you know what i'm saying 
So, how, so what is the right amount of sleep that someone should have? Like, at what point is it now that okay, cool, you know what, you're oversleeping now? Like, no, it is. Everyone is. Everyone has a has a different amount of sleep. Everyone has a everyone has a, a different amount of sleep that they need. Yeah. But from what I have seen from the scholars and heard from the scholars and the people of knowledge, is that they sleep around four or five hours a night. Four or five hours. Four or five hours a night, and they'll have a nap during the day. Four or five hours a night, and they have a nap during the day. And I remember the first time I ever came across this topic was about almost a decade ago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A brother, he mentioned an ayah to me, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, تَتَجَافَ جُنُوبُهُمْ عَنِ الْمَضَاجِعِ That the people uh, who call out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the people of paradise, the ones who are going to make it to paradise, inshallah ta'ala, they forsake their, their, their sides, you know, they're lying down in bed, their sides forsake their bed. Mm. Pay attention, they don't leave the bed. تَتَجَافَ جُنُوبُهُمْ عَنِ الْمَضَاجِعِ their sides, they forsake the bed, they get up off the bed, they run up off the bed. Why? يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ So they can call out to their Lord, so they can make dua to Allah. So at night time, they abandon sleep. Why? They sleep a little bit, then they abandon the rest, the sleep, so they can get up and pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Prophet said something powerful to me. He said, you know, nowadays they tell you you need six to eight hours of sleep. Yeah. So, six to eight hours is a long time, my bro. I mean, you've got 24 hours of the day, if you sleep eight hours, that's a third of your day gone. Yeah. A third of your day over a lifetime, it's a third of your life. Mm. So if you live for 60 years, my bro, you slept for 20 years. Yeah. 20 years, can you imagine how sad that is? 20 years you've slept. And you see, when we look at the text of the Quran and the Sunnah, we find that there is sleep. Yeah. There is sleep, definitely, you sleep. But we don't see, like, the believer sleeping for eight hours, seven hours, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like. We see the believers sleeping a lot less. Like there's an encouragement to abandon sleep, to get up and pray, to spend the night praying. You know what I'm saying? To spend a significant portion of the night praying. You know what I'm saying? And to get up in the morning and don't go back to sleep after Fajr. Get to work and take a nap during the day uh, after God. That's it. We, we don't find that the that the, the way that the Sharia makes sleep kind of look. He was saying you don't you, you can't really picture an eight-hour sleep day in that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So then he started doing a bit of research into this And he was like, you know what, yeah It's not about sleeping a lot It's not about sleeping a lot But it's about sleeping smart Sleeping smart? Yeah, there's something called sleep cycles Alhamdulillah, I do that now You know what I'm saying? Okay. Where you can sleep in sleep cycles And a person's sleep cycle on average is about an hour and a half It changes from person to person okay. But it's about an hour and a half You know sometimes you wake up in the, uh, and, and, and you just come out of bed Like a feather just floats off yeah, yeah. Floats out of the sky, and then sometimes you get out of bed and you feel like there's an elephant in your chest, mm. and you keep going pushing the snooze button. Yeah. The difference between the two is that one time you got up at the end of a sleep cycle, the other time you got up in the middle of the sleep cycle. In the middle of the sleep cycle, you're in deep sleep. At the end of the sleep cycle, you come out of that deep sleep. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really want to go into this too much right now. I would advise brothers just to look it up. Maybe we can find a video online and, and link it below. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Also, another way to do is to sleep during night. You know, you know, you know. Um, there are certain hormones that are produced uh, when you sleep at night that help your body recover. Melanin is one of them. You know the one that's through skin pigmentation. Yeah, yeah. It also helps recharge your body when you sleep. Okay. So to, to to sleep during the night produces melanin in the body, which actually replenishes the body whilst you're sleeping. You know what I'm saying? So people want to sleep 
Do you want to be awake during the night and you want to sleep during the day? That mashes your 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 your, your sleep up. Like when a person sleeps, they say the sleep quality at night time is better than the sleep quality at day. Some people say you but I sleep at night, but my sleep quality in the day is still bad. You know why? Mm. Because you know you're, you there's this thing called blue light. Blue light. Blue light, which comes from, which is the light from your phone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. From your t- from your TVs and light from your, uh, the, the light from your TVs and light from your laptops. That light mashes you up. It makes your brain and your body think you're still daytime. So if you go to sleep after you've just been using your phone, yeah. it will take a while for your body to clock yo, you're sleeping at night. It will think you're sleeping at day. So the melanin won't be produced, you know what I'm saying? So this is all the scientific side and this is stuff that I looked into. So I'd advise brothers and sisters to look it up inshallah. Maybe we can link some videos below so they can look at the, the science of sleep. But I want to talk about it more from an Islamic perspective, which is I'm not really trying to go into it from that angle, you know what I'm saying? Um, but they, they can look into it. And, and, yeah, go on. So what are some of the harms if someone oversleeps? What are some of the things, you know, in terms of shara'an, not medically, but shara'an? What are some of the harms of someone who oversleeps and just spends all his time sleeping? <coughs> there are many harms. So uh, I, I'm going to mention that from, from, from the first harm that you can say is that you miss out on that private time with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You miss out on that private time with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know that ayah mentioned to Tajafa junubu ma'alil madajin. The ones who who, uh, who uh, forsake their beds at night. Yeah. So they sleep a portion of the night, yeah. maybe about four and a half hours, five hours, then they get up, last third of the night. Which is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends to the lowest heaven in a way that befits his majesty subhanahu wa ta'ala. He descends to the lowest heaven in a way that befits his majesty subhanahu wa ta'ala and he says, Who is calling me so that I may respond? Who is asking me so I may give? Who is seeking forgiveness so I may forgive? Does that make sense? Uh, Abdul Rahman Nasir Sidi, when he explained the ayah, he said that what it means is that they get up out of their beds. Why? Because they leave the, the joy and the sweetness of sleep to their joy. And the sweetness of the one that they love, i.e., Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is what? Wahua salatu filayl. It's the prayer. It's the prayer at night, okay? But you know what? That's really at, profound. At, at, go on. Because there are some people who forsake their sleep for the one that they love, but it's not Allah, it's ah, their girl, or it's their wife, or even, music, or music, or their hustle, or, or, or their hustle, or whatever it might be, PlayStation, whatever it might be. Point being is you forsake your sleep for the one you love. Oh, 100%. So you ask, and, and, and that's true. Like everyone's forsaking sleep. You see, the businessman who's got a multi-million dollar business forsaking his, his sleep to make his money to make his business grow. The student of knowledge forsaking his sleep so he can memorize Quran at night. It's, it's, you know what I'm saying? He's doing it so he, so he can pray to Allah at night. And as you mentioned, you know, the love of way is forsaking his sleep, chatting to his girl all night on the phone. And also, the Sheikh mentioned, he said also so he can have private, secret conversation with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. They forsake the sleep because that's the time when no one's bugging him, no one's awake, no one's going to disturb you. It's just you and Allah. Mm. But you'd rather be on the phone to your girl, or the girl would rather be on the phone to his man who's going to dump him anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And imagine you're actually sitting on the phone when you should be sleeping. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're sitting on the phone talking madness, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has descended to the lowest heaven in the way that befits his majesty. He's saying, Who seek, who's seeking forgiveness so I may forgive? And you're sitting at the time, you're not even seeking forgiveness. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Also, another thing is that you know, uh, to get up from the sleep at night and pray the night prayer, uh, it saves you from the hellfire. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, like, like right now, I want to ask the brothers and sisters, do you know if you're safe from hell? No. So then how are we you know we're sleeping our nights away? You know that night time is a time where uh, Allah mentions about the people who are his slaves, the ones who be safe from the hellfire. What do they do at night time? 
they spend their nights in prayer and sujood. They spend their nights in sujood, prostrating to Allah, standing to Him in prayer. Why? Because they're begging Him, saying, Allah, save me from the fire. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And that's why some of the Salaf, they were not able to go to sleep at night. Just because of the, the, the sheer fear that they had of the hellfire. For example, uh, I mentioned three uh, athar. You have Rabi ibn Khuthaym. Uh, uh, he said, My daughter, the hellfire, it doesn't allow your father to sleep at night. It doesn't allow your father to sleep at night. Okay? Uh, Al Har ibn Hussein, he mentioned about the situation of a man that he knew. He was a very old man. He was a very old man. Okay? And, um, يقوم نام الناس. It, when the people would go to sleep at night, he would stand up and he would pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he would scream Annar, Annar, Annar he would scream the hellfire, the hellfire, the hellfire do you understand? Yeah. and the last one I mentioned inshallah ta'ala is Amr ibn Abdullah Amr ibn Abdullah rahimahullah ta'ala he used to also um, uh, not be able to sleep at night and it was mentioned Annahu kana yatawalla he would toss and turn He would toss and turn In his bed The way You know when you take a stove A frying pan You preheat it yeah. And you dash uh, like, a, like a seed Not like a bean or a seed If you throw a seed yeah. Onto the preheated pan What would it do? Start, like, Jumping up and down right? Yeah, yeah. So he wasn't able to sleep at night He would start tossing and turning Look at the way that they described him Subhanallah Like a Like a like a like a seed that's been thrown onto a frying pan that's preheated, you can't sleep. He tosses, he's tossing and turning, he's tossing and turning. Okay, then he would just get up, he would just jump out of his bed, like as if it was a frying pan burning it. He would just jump out of the bed, okay, and and, and then he would call out to Allah. He would say, Allahumma, rather he would call out. He say, he say, Allahumma, he said, Oh Allah, inna nar qad mana'ani min al-nawm, he would say, Oh Allah, the fire has prevented me from sleeping, so forgive me. Oh. Do you understand? So that's another benefit that you miss out on when you sleep. You, you, you know, you don't you miss out on a private time with Allah. You miss out on time to be able to ask forgiveness. Like, come on, bro, you sin throughout the day, man. Spend the night time. Take some time out to say, Allah, forgive me for what I did during the day. And some of you are sinning through the day and we sin through the night as well. And we don't ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also from the harms of sleeping too much, as Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu mentioned, he said, Man kathura nawmuhu lam yajid fi umarihi baraka. Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He said, the one who sleeps a lot, he doesn't find in his life a lot of baraka. He doesn't find in his life a lot of baraka. Do you understand? He doesn't find in his life a lot of baraka. And wallah is true. You know, barakah is the ability to do more with less. Mm. Barakah, a man is a hundred pound, but he can do with it with a man who can't do with a thousand pound. Mm. Barakah is you sleep little, but you can do a lot mm. with that sleep. And I've seen, wallahi, people who sleep little, but wallahi, they can do so much with their sleep. And you know the ones who do a lot with their sleep? Yeah. The ones who they sleep, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, the Prophet sallallahu said in a beautiful hadith, Actions are in accordance to their intentions. So 
Allah will judge you based on your based on your intentions. Now, what that means is that it has many meanings, there's many meanings, but one of the meanings and the benefits, there's many benefits often, but one of the benefits we take from there is that you can take a mundane act that you do in your day-to-day life and you can flip it into worship just by changing your intention. So Allah created you in this world, why? So that you can worship Him alone. So the sleep is there to be able to replenish you so that you can worship Him alone. But sleep in and within herself is not worship. It's something that allows you to be able to worship Him. Now if you go to sleep with the intention to be able to replenish yourself so you can wake up on Fajr yeah. on time. Yeah. Come on, we all have to pray Fajr practice on today, right? Yeah. And if you don't sleep, would you wake up on Fajr? No. So imagine when you go to sleep, you just change your intention. Oh Allah, I'm going to sleep so I can wake up on Fajr. Suddenly your sleep now becomes ibadah. And every minute that you're sleeping is written for you as reward. Do you understand? Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you even if you was to sleep a third of your life, which is not healthy by the way but even if you sit to sleep a third of your day or a significant portion of your day six hours five hours whatever have you suddenly your whole night just became ibadah and what were you doing you were just sleeping does that make sense now those people because they're sleeping for the sake of allah when you're doing it for the sake of allah now you have barakah in your sleep so even if you didn't sleep six hours and you slept four hours you slept five hours you slept three hours you'll be able to do those three hours of sleep what a man can't do with six hours of sleep. Do you understand? Yeah. So, Umar is trying to tell you, you sleep a lot, you're not going to find barakah in your life. You know why? Because when you sleep a lot, you miss fajr. When you sleep a lot, you don't have time to do dhikr in the morning. True. You oversleep, so now you got to go straight to work. You don't have time to do dhikr. When you sleep a lot, you don't have time to read the Quran. When you sleep a lot, what are you doing? You're taking away from ibadah. You're taking away from your act of worship for the sleep. But rather, if you sleep for the act of worship, Allah will allow you to sleep less and not feel tired and be able to do that worship and carry about with the rest of your day as well. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And that's why there's a, there's a powerful statement from the scholars. They say, Ahlul Yaqadati. The Ibadat, Ahlul Yaqadati, Adat. Wa Adat, Ahlul Ghaflati, Ibadat. They say, the, the habits of the people of consciousness, the people who are conscious of Allah, their habits become worship. Whereas the people who are heedless of Allah, they worship become habits. What does that mean? What does that mean? For example, a person who's conscious will make his sleep an ibadah, will make his eating an ibadah, will make his walking, will make his talking, will make all of these things worship. How? Because when he eats, he eats to be able to give himself energy to worship Allah. When he sleeps, he sleeps to be able to give himself energy to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now this person, his habits, they became an act of worship. Does that make sense? Whereas Ahlul Ghaflati, but there are people who are heedless of Allah. Ibadatuhum, adat. For them, they're so heedless that when they're worshipping, they're worshipping is just like a habit. It's like a chore. When they pray salah, it's like a chore. I just got to get finished with my salah. I got to finish with this chore. They're not, they're, you know what I'm saying? They treat reading Quran as a chore. I just want to get to the end of the surah. Does that make sense? So, Ahlul Ahlul Yaqadati Aadatu Ahlul Yaqadati Ibadat Wa Ibadatu Ahlul Ghaflati Aadat Does that make sense? Now, here's the thing When you make your habits An act of worship It's yeah. barakah in them You only need a little bit now Does that make sense? You need a little bit of food And you can do with a little bit of food What a man can't do with a whole With, with, with a whole tree Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah 
<coughs> so you miss out on barakah when you sleep too much. And also, you know, scholars mention, you know, it makes you dim-witted, it, 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 you know, it, it decreases your aql, it decreases your intellect, it makes you lazy, it, 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 you know, it makes you a person, you know, wallahi, even when it comes to dunya, you know the things that I've mentioned in the last, you know, few episodes, or I don't know what order it's going to come, but you know, like being obsessive over women, yeah. uh, you know, uh, sleep, that like these are things that even people who are not religious, but they have some kind of success in life, they are what? They understand this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah. They got some kind of success in life, they understand this. Do you understand? The last thing I mentioned is that the scholars they mentioned, فَإِنَّ أُولِ الْحِكْمَةِ That the people of wisdom, they don't surrender to sleep. They don't surrender to sleep. Sleep tries to overtake them. It surrounds them. It creeps up in his body. It's trying to put him to sleep. It's trying to make him fade away. It's trying to make him surrender. He's saying, you're tired. Go to sleep now, brother. Go to sleep. They don't surrender. They fight. They say, nah, I'm not going to surrender to you. I'm a man. I don't surrender to no one but Allah. I don't surrender to no one. He didn't surrender to sleep. So then when do they sleep? So then when do they sleep? They sleep when sleep overtakes them. They don't surrender and let sleep. They don't surrender and say, hey, okay, I'm going to go sleep now. They sleep when they can't go on anymore. Now they just, they just go. Now, for example, you know a guy who's getting a chokehold, but he don't tap. So I'm not going to tap to you. The only way I'm going, either I'm getting out of this, or you're putting me to sleep in a chokehold. Yeah. But I'm not going to tap. Yeah, yeah. Do you understand? That's not healthy, by the way, tap. Because <laughs> it's dangerous to you. But sleep-wise, you can fight it. And that's what Imam Nuhu used to do. You know Imam Nuhu for two years? Yeah. When he was studying in al madrasatul Al-Ashrafiyah, if I'm not mistaken, al madrasatul Al-Ashrafiyah. For two years, you know he never slept on his back? On his back? Never slept on his back. So how did he sleep? You're not supposed to sleep on your side. No, but, no, but what I mean is he never laid down to sleep. Oh, okay. What he would do is he'd be reading, reading, and he just can't come. Reading, reading, and when his body can't take it anymore, he just KO in his books. He'd go sleep, and then he'd get asleep, and he'd wake up, alhamdulillah. He's had his sleep. He'd wake up, and he'd think, what? Subhanallah. He'd think, what? Subhanallah. I'm on, I'm on my books. He didn't even realize. You see? Yeah, yeah. So, so don't be like, you know, uh, don't be a slave to your sleep, man. And that's what it means, you know, you, know, you know, like, for example, we say, you know, a man could be going to the gym, be able to bench press, press like, you know, 120 kg. Yeah, yeah. Bro, you can't even lift off sleep for Fajr. You can't even push off the blanket for Fajr because at the end of the day, bro, you might be able to push 120 kg, but, but my bro, you can't, like, you're still weak when it comes to sleep. Sleep overpowers you So you're not really that strong You know what I'm saying So I'm not saying don't sleep bro Sleep Everyone sleeps You know what I'm saying But um, What you call it Just know that Don't be excessive in it Like you're, you're You know I, re- I remember seeing something Because obviously At the end of the day Allah did create sleep For us to rest And obviously our body Has rights over us So we do need to make sure We get adequate sleep 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 but what we're saying is, is don't overdo it to the point now where it's actually harmful for you yeah. because of the level that you're of sleeping. Of course, there was a companion who said, uh, He said, I'm going to sleep the whole night. Uh, 
He said, I'm going to sleep, the, I'm going to pray the whole night and I'm not going to sleep. Prophet became upset when he heard this. He said, He said, I pray, and I sleep. And he said, he said, I have the most taqwa of Allah and I have the most fear of Allah. But I sleep, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and I pray. So I, I, I do both at night. Yeah, I sleep yeah. and I pray. And then he said, Man Anyone who abandons my sunnah is not from me. Anyone who wants to do something other than my sunnah is not from me. Meaning it's from the Prophet's sunnah too. To sleep. Like yeah. Islam is balanced, man. Islam tells you, you know, Islam tells you if you don't sleep, if you spend the whole night awake praying, that's bad. From the angle that if you make it a consistent thing, yeah, yeah. if you make it if you make it consistent for forever now, I'm never gonna sleep at night. I'm always gonna pray. I'm gonna abandon. Sleep. No, that's not. It's not. I'm not saying to do that. Yeah, yeah. It's in sleep. Like, yo, no, no, no. Don't overboard. No, don't go overboard now. Just like with anything, there's a balance. Balance. Well, I, I, I just think to myself, bro, Jannah awaits you, and power and, and hellfire has not escaped you. Jannah awaits you. And hellfire has not yet escaped you. What do I mean by that? Bro, you got paradise to earn. And you don't know if you've escaped the hellfire yet. How are we sleeping? Mm. And not, you know what I'm saying? Not only that, like you want to become a student of knowledge, but how are you sleeping? You want to you you have money so you can earn nice money for your family and take care of them and get your wife a nice house and maybe do hijrah one day to a Muslim country. Money! I think instead of saying how are you sleeping, should be saying how you oversleeping. How you oversleeping? Yeah, yeah, of course. But bro, this kufar, you know, I see something. Um, you, you know, you know, Fifty Cent. They said to him, bro, like they said, the guy don't sleep. His work ethic is mad. Yeah. He just works all night, right? That's what they used to say about him. And he said, um, uh, he said, I sleep when I die. Mm. Bro, Beyonce was on tour for three days. She said, I forgot to eat. Beyonce, yeah. Yeah. Shaitana. Mm. Shaitana, bro. Mm. She said, I forgot. To look at how they abandon sleep and food for their filth. Mm. But us, man, we can't abandon sleep to speak to Allah. We can't abandon sleep to seek knowledge. We can't abandon sleep to what? But, and you know, I'm not even saying abandon sleep. I'm just saying, get up in the morning, early, after yeah. Fajr, yeah. Maybe, maybe half an hour, hour, hour before Fajr, pray Qiyamulil, make the Allah start the day of Fajr, and then that's it. Go in now. Take a nap at dawn, mm. and what will help you, and is 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 to sleep smart. And I tell you one thing, brothers and sisters. You know me personally, the biggest problem that I had when I was battling with the sleep issue, I tell you from right now. If you listen to this and you struggle, majority are probably going to struggle the same way I struggle, and that's with your phone. You know, you know, you know what I realized. You see me, I tried to make my bedtime say 11:30, which is bad to be honest. I should be trying to sleep at 10. I noticed something. If I want to sleep at 11.30, I need to start preparing for bed at 10 p.m. Meaning an hour and a half before. Because you know there's always something that will pop up. Family needs something, this, that, and you have a phone call, something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I have an hour and a half to fall asleep. Yeah. And you want to do a dhikr in bed before you sleep, we sort of before you sleep. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So by 10, have your Isha prayed, have everything done, have ev have by 10, make sure everything you want to do is done. Now the next hour and a half, is to prepare for sleep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Now don't go on your phone now. That's for that you. That's an hour and a half for you to get rid of your phone, to do any bits and pieces, maybe read a little something in your in your in, in your bed. For you. 
like, put, get rid of your phone before you sleep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That hour and a half will make sure you sleep on time. Barakallahu feek, bro. Jazakallah khair. That was uh, beneficial. And uh, me, myself, <laughs> I'm shat, bro. I actually need to sleep because I'm at that point where you know you mentioned when the sleep overcomes them. <laughs> I thought that sleep's overcoming me. And we've only just started the day. You know, you're not sleep now. Huh? You're not sleep now. No, I need to change the car. <laughs> you know what it is? It's funny. People are probably thinking that yeah, these guys renting out these nice cars, living life. Well, I'm like, actually struggling out here. Like, it's not <laughs> even a joke. But yeah, khair, inshallah. Listen, I'll leave you to it. Don't go upstairs. I'll drop the car off and then. Uh... Inshallah. Why is it now? Do you think that the Muslims in general don't take the companions, the prophets, etc. Scholars as role models. He sat down out of his eagerness and his diligence in following and venerating the Prophet and obeying him. Who does this? They'll know it like the back of their mind. Who won this this match? What was the score? Who scored? What time they scored? They'll know. But when it comes to issues of the deen in terms of sinning or in terms of you know doing something which obviously isn't uh, approvable Islamically, they'll turn around and say, oh. But I'm not a role model.